Heads up, audio listeners, you're about to hear a videotaped conversation. For the full experience, you'll find the video version of this episode on Spotify or YouTube. All right, so okay. we were just talking about the fact that you just realized or remembered that you're actually in a competition here at Cannes. You're in the Uncertain Regard uh, competition. Yeah, so I, ju I just met this guy who's in working for the jury for the Camerador, so best first film. And then uh, he reminded me that is a real competition. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I just told him, like, you know, actually my two favorite films from last year, which is After Sun. Oh, yeah. Didn't want anything. <laughs> and there is this uh, Asbestias, a Spanish movie, yeah. which I really love. Didn't get anything. So I was like, what does that mean? Well, maybe you shouldn't win. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's always... I mean. That is writer-director Baloji. And you just witnessed a rare moment of him at a loss for words. Born in the Republic of the Congo, he moved to Belgium as a kid, where he became a rap star. And just like his music, his movies have a lot to say. Case in point, the film he premiered at Cannes called Omen, which starts out as the story of a Belgian named Coffee. who travels back to Africa to get his family's blessing on his marriage. But soon the movie turns into something wilder and deeper, a feverish vision of a society that sees demons everywhere and of outsiders banding together to change that. I'm Rico Galliano. This is The Movie Podcast. Welcome back to our special season of conversations from the 2023 Cannes Film Festival. This is episode six, Oloji talking about Omen and about his filmmaking hero, who was also screening a film at Cannes. I'm personally a big fan of Steve McQueen. Yeah, oh my uh, God. For multiple reasons. Also the fact that he's coming from a different art form mm. than cinema. Just like you. Um, and, I, and I know that cinema has like this boxes culture that if you're a filmmaker, this is what you do. And you cannot express yourself in different art forms. So that means that if somebody is multidisciplinary, it means he doesn't have discipline. You really think that is? Because to me, it's Most spectacular. People, the fact that you can excel in multiple artistic avenues is like pretty remarkable. Uh, you don't think so? <laughs> I, I'm glad to hear this, but um, <laughs> but the reality just remind me that uh, that is not the case. That uh, the fact that I didn't, I'm not trained. I didn't went to film school. Uh, it's an issue, and um, most people just say, you rapper, stick to rap. Because I present already three films to Film Commission from 2012, and uh, in 2018, I get sick of it. Because I went to some, some uh, script training, and they all try to make me to mold my movie in the in the in the way to make sure that it get accepted by the film commissions instead of telling your real story or the story that you really that is inside you that you're dying to 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 talk about there's like a, there's a style that the you, that you think the film commission is looking for yeah because they they want that we look at the film in a very western perspective european perspective and it's an issue so that's why in augur Omen, I really try to play with this. So to give the feeling that the movie is about coffee going back home is like the typical yeah. back to my country story, but it's basically a MacGuffin. Like, 
yeah. it's this Hitchcock trick like actually Coffee is not the victim because he can leave mm-hmm. he's in Congo for a few days and then he go back the real victim is the mom that has to stay there mm. and she has no other options it is interesting too because of reading the description of the piece it's like i was prepared for what it becomes which is this kind of phantasmagorical trip yeah. through africa but it does it starts off i'm like is, i seriously was like is this the right film like <laughs> am I, did they send me the right screener it was uh and i was kind of like oh yeah there's a story here that, that's cool and then it like eases you into this like beautiful madness kind of thing and this was by design you're saying yes i tried but uh at the same time uh I'm a big football fan and uh, in every World Cup, I notice that, you know, if you watch England, everybody is a coach. <laughs> so if you watch a movie, everybody is a director. So everybody say, even my, my daughter, 14 years old, she watched a movie, say, uh, now he's going to do this. <laughs> and because we train to think like this, yeah. because that's the way we we consume so much content every day. So that's why when I mentioned a movie like after sun i think is refreshing because you don't get it the way that it's supposed to be i think we need this we need to to dive into an experience without having our rational mind that tell us how to to tell a narrative i'm a big fan of italian cinema um the antonini this fellini pasolini films and this is really this grandeur and decadence yeah, it's just have you have the big frame and the very small one, like the big story and the small one at the same time. Yeah, I just love when when the narrative is just as complex as we are as human beings. We're not we're not one dimensional. We're just full of layers. This is human being. Let me ask you, since you had mentioned this earlier, going from rap to film, yeah. it's. I mean, what was the? Can it, is there a connection to you between the two of them? It's the narrative, telling a story. That's right. For example, for this project, I did um, something that really changed me as a, as a person because it learned me empathy because I made like an album from the point of view of my characters. Mm. And uh, I know that in school, film school, they always talk about the point of view, uh, the backstory. And I literally did this in music. So, And it took me a long time to, for example, do an album for... For Chala, the sister of Coffee, who's, who's a 35-year-old woman who doesn't want to have kids, who's dating male and female and has this freedom. And how me, as a cisgen man, can be on a point of view. So it took me a moment to get into this and it really helped me to communicate with the cast, mm-hmm. communicate with the team, based with the music as a tool. To, for us to understand better the situation, just like a storyboard, just like all this element that we put together. You just reminded me that we prob- I've done a terrible disservice to the people, most of whom will not have seen this movie yet by the time this comes yeah, out very shortly from when we tape it. I hope they will. But let's get a quick rundown. Very briefly, you've kind of gotten the idea across. It's a, you know, a coming home movie. But give us the details. What's the film about, so to speak? Ah, so, so the movie is... Um, it's a four different point of view films about characters considered as sorcerer and witches in this African landscape and how they help each other 
to fight against this patriarchal structure, this misogynist structure. What was the original impetus for telling for those themes, I guess? Oh, there is a lot of reasons, but uh, the main one is that my name is Baloji, which technically means man of science. But with Christianity in Africa, it means men of bad science or black magics. And then the last 50 years, it become sorcerer. And it's like I say, often it's like calling yourself devil or demon. So people are just like, whoa. Yeah, seriously? They don't, Wait, did you do that some, consciously? Some part of the, the team, they were like, I'm not going to say your name out loud. I'm scared. that. <laughs> Oh, you go to the wow. radio. They don't dare to say my name. Like, for example, I just received a message from the Belgian, the Congolese government people that coming to the to Cannes, and they don't dare to say my name. So they like Mr. Cheney. So they're like, no, that's not my name. My name is Baloji. You can say it. You don't curse yourself saying it. So um, this is something that I have in me to be considered as connected to bad force and. Mm. Um, which is not the case. And it's interesting to, to navigate how our society is built on this. You made a movie called Zombies. Yes. A short uh, music yes. oh. filled. It's beautiful. Right now, like in this moment, I'm trying to find what the connection is between the two because I feel like there might be. I know visually I feel like there's a connection. There is. But... Yeah. What I mean, what do you think thematically? Because for those who don't know, it's about, uh, about it's kind of uh, more of a short and yeah. more of a, kind of impressionistic, but it's kind of about people who are like stuck in the social media world in a way that are and walking around like zombies. But I mean, the idea of zombies, this movie is about witches. There's something like <laughs> the idea of curses and like evil. What is there a connection? Did you think about there being yeah, one? No, I'm a, I see it coming and I think it's interesting. I didn't win that far. Okay, but uh, let's do it now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's now. figure it out. Therapy. Mm. <laughs> so I do kind of feel like this is weird. Therapy. So, are you obsessed with horror film? No, not at all, actually. Is that true? It's, it's a genre that I don't really like. And yet, you're, like, you're dealing with the I think for me, horror film that I like is. Ari Aster. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, right. That's for me something that I'm like, wow, this yeah. is spectacular. It's psychological and kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, that's where it stops. Really quickly, I wanted to ask you because we just completed a season about music and movies. Okay. Uh, specifically, needle drops in movies. Okay. And kind of Whoa. like really going deep on some of them. And only I would, on movie. That's really okay. hell yeah. But the okay. you being a musician, it just suddenly occurs to me that I should ask you, like, what is like the off the top of your head, like the greatest needle drop in movies, or like the, at least the one that comes to mind, one that excited you. What do you mean by needle drop? Uh, like a movie, a song that already existed, and the director dropped it into their film, and it like kind of recontextualized it, like you know. Uh, but would be an example, you know, Tears for Fears in the movie Donnie Darko. Not a good one? That's a really good one. That's, okay. That came to mind because we did an episode about it. Okay. Wow. That's a, that's an incredible one. Um, wow. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yep. Mm. We'll just sit here for a couple hours while you mull it over. There was a movie that we watched with my editor. It's a Tarantino movie. And it was the... Um, 
it's a oh, it's pulp fiction fuck uh, so we watch pulp fiction because we watch a lot of his of his film because narratively it changed point of view or sometimes with charlie um what's his name uh, uh foxy brown it he tells the same story from uh, different etc so we watch a lot of his movie just because we were in, the, in that process and jackie brown uh, jackie brown yeah. yeah foxy brown that's sorry. another one that's a rapper thing. <laughs> sorry um <laughs> And I think this scene when Thurman is dancing with uh, Travolta. Oh, uh, Uma Thurman's dancing with him. What is it? Uh, don't, is that Don't You Know You Never Can Tell? Is that what? C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. Don't you know you never oh, can. Oh, you sang it. <laughs> <laughs> this scene is incredible because I think if you do this in 23, you make it super short, like 25 seconds. And dude, don't care. It just let you play the whole song, even the moment that is a little bit weak. <laughs> that they don't really know how to dance and they're doing some weird things. And just to see it now, yeah. I was like, oh shit, I didn't remember that scene like this. Because of course you get the move where you do all these things. And that's what that's the thing that stands out. Yeah. But the scene is really like, whoa. Yeah, and to pick that song, there's a million songs that you could drop there. It's a dance yeah. competition scene. They could play anything. They could but play anything. Somehow that song works. Why does that song work? And it creates something special into this film, uh, and I love that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, uh, I, w I think like one day I would love to do a musical. Yeah. Well, but yeah, really, I was, I'm surprised you didn't start with a musical because you're a musician. Yeah, but just because the industry will be like, oh, of course, a musician doing it. Yeah, and, right, uh, but I think when when he's done like uh, Lars von Trier and it it goes somewhere else. Dancer in the Dark, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's magical. What is your next project, I guess, would be my next thing because you can do, you could be a rap album. It could be. Uh, so I'm doing the, the albums. I'm doing like an exhibition project with all the, the costumes of the film and the photographs we did. And then I'm working on a short film called um, Black Dahlia. It's about, again, feminism, about um, a group of women living into their own society and I'm, most of my focus is on my second feature film. Why the focus on female characters, I wonder? Because the same way I think racism is a white, pro white people problem, I think uh, feminism is a man issue mm -hmm. uh, because it doesn't help us neither. We have to understand that there is something wrong with the way that our society is structured as a, a male-oriented structure. So it's important that we, we change it as men. I think it has to come from us. Writer-director Boloji, quick fact check, turns out the film he mentioned earlier, After Sun, actually did win a prize when it played Cannes, which is okay because shortly after this interview, so did Omen. I earned Boloji the new voice award. Look for his movie later this year. Meanwhile, this episode of the Movie Podcast was written and hosted by me, Rico Galliano, Kira McKenneth produced along with Elodie Fagan and Josefina Perez-Portillo, Prachi Mukashi edited the show, and Michelle Cho is our supervising editor. Yuri Suzuki composed our theme music. Our camera crew in Cannes included Cedric Azar, Alice Dupla, Rob Godfrey, Solal Coulon, and Mattis Toti. Special thanks to Movies' additional team in Cannes, Eric Eisenberg, Sam Letter, and Ilias Malki. 
This series is executive produced by me, along with John Baranachea, F.A. Checkerell, Daniel Kasman, and Michael Taka. And of course, to stream the best in cinema, head over to movie.com to start watching. Next episode, the hilarious and provocative Joanna Arnau. And by the way, if Boloji looks like he's towering over me in this video, that's because he was. When he walked into the studio, his first words were, Hi, it's great to meet you. And yeah, I know, I'm really tall.